This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see Just how beautiful life can be When you soften your heart You can finally start To live your truthiest life Hello everybody, welcome back to The Truthiest Life. It's your host, Lisa Haim, and you're joining me as I share my life lessons of 33 as I am about to go into my 34th year in just about a week. This episode will be coming out and I will have just turned 34. But I'm writing this or sharing this with you rather on the brink of my 34th year, the year I became a mother and a lot of things changed. It's been a very disorienting year and I still feel very cloudy, confused and like I just blinked and it was my 33rd birthday. So in sharing these life lessons, I share it in a way with deep knowledge and compassion for myself that... This isn't filled with the utmost wisdom perhaps that I brought forth last year, but nonetheless, these are kind of like little notes that I've taken along the way that are helping me and I hope will help you too. I want to take a second to just say thank you to all of you who have been with me this past year specifically. It's been a strange year where showing up looked very differently than how it did historically. How I served looked very different and felt very different and I had to take a lot more time for me and taking care of me at any moment that I can instead of taking care of all of you. In fact, I actually felt very taken care of by a lot of you, which was kind of the opposite of the role that I'm more comfortable taking taking online. And I want to thank you all for being part of my valley. You know, it's easy to be part of the fun when somebody's on the up and up and their the brain is on fire and you've really experienced what I kind of feel like as a valley for me, a little bit of uncertainty in my life. I'm somebody who is confident and going through this season of becoming a mom as wonderful as it was, it really did shake me and 
insert lots of feelings of uncertainty of who am I now? And as I showed up and shared that, you all caught me. And I want to say thank you for being part of this community. I really put forth all the available energy that I had, which was not very much um, this past year into this podcast. And for those of you that have been there for me, either just by listening or DMs or just being a friend, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I could not have done this year without you all. And I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful. This year, I'm sharing just a couple of notes of things that are on my mind. They're possibly not as profound as last year's list because like I said, it's been really disorienting. Carving out time to get quiet, to think, to drop down into my non-thinking brain and just my being brain has been a lot harder. But nonetheless, uh, being the pensive person that I am, there are some things on my mind that I did want to share. So the first thing is just this idea of life lessons and the realization that they're not always epiphanies. They're not always opening the doors or gates forward and creating a pathway that has freedom and relief. Sometimes life lessons can be gloomier for lack of a better word. I don't think that's even really the right word, but they can be more humbling or they can just be important realizations without providing that sense of relief. They can be more humbling and kind of help us see where we fit into the grand scheme of life and really shift our feelings of self-importance. In fact, when it comes to self-importance, I think that's been the hardest part of doing my quote unquote job. You know, I fell into this online space accidentally. For those of you that don't know, I was using Instagram for personal reasons before the word influencer existed. And before I knew it, I, you know, was getting brand deals and, and all these, you know, really cool things and new ways to work with people and spread my mission, which was awesome. But at the same time, my reasons for showing up online changed drastically. I was showing up for a long time years ago because that was where I was getting my attention fix and my adrenaline from. And now I, I'm fortunate and I'm lucky and I've done the self-work to realize that you can't rely on, first of all, outside people, but nonetheless, the internet to fill that up for you. And therefore, I don't feel the need to constantly be sharing everything on social media at all times just to stay relevant like the algorithm wants us to. So my feelings of self-importance have waned. And I don't mean that in a negative self-talk way. I think if you don't understand self-importance on a more macro level, it might sound like that. Like, I don't think I'm important. It's quite opposite. I do think I'm important, but in a very different, bigger awareness way that I don't need to inject myself into every conversation and I'm not afraid of being irrelevant. In fact, I've become acutely aware of the dangers of wanting to stay relevant and how many people kind of end up in this hamster wheel of being so afraid to become irrelevant that they're constantly making themselves feel important and be important by being part of something. Anyway, there's a little bit of a tangential thing, but I, I will just kind of say that that recognizing my own feelings of self-importance and realizing that I'm not the center of the universe has been really humbling for me in not a way that is necessarily an epiphany, but it has really allowed me to shift, take a step back and breathe a little bit easier in, in a really unexpected way. I'm hoping that that makes sense to some of you. And if it doesn't right now, I hope it does in the future. 
Another thing that I want to share is that by becoming a mom, self-care has become much harder. And I truly come second or oftentimes third now. Last Saturday, we were home, just me, Evan, and the baby. And I woke up and my, you know, my job is to take care of her and then also have to take care of Evan. That's just kind of how our life was set up previously to the baby. And that was something that I love to do. You know, one of my love languages is cooking meals and providing a nice place for us to sit and talk. And as like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock started to come around and I was doing all these things for everybody else, I realized that, oh my gosh, like nobody's taking care of me. And I don't look to Soli for that. And of course I look to Evan for that in other ways, but in these very basic ways, I realized how easy it is to lose your sense of self as you take on new roles. I was really quote unquote good at self-care back when I was a wife, a daughter, a friend, all those roles. But now that I'm a mom, scheduling it in is absolutely critical for me. If I don't take care of me, nobody will take care of me. And realizing that again, that's no knock to Evan. And I hope that, that, that like can be greatly understood here, but realizing that I need to fill my own cup first in order to take care of everybody around me really changes the idea of self-care in my mind and how accessible it is to other people. And I know that for a lot of women who feel much better taking care of other people, it can feel really uncomfortable to take care of yourself. But as somebody that used to be really good at taking care of myself and suddenly have shifted into, oh my gosh, I can't take care of myself because I need to take care of everybody else. I could really attest to the most important thing that we need to do is take care of ourselves. So coming second now, coming third, yes, I could definitely do this at some point of my life, but I can't default to that. And I need to make sure that I'm constantly taking care of me in order to then also come second and third in this home at other times. Next realization of this year is that I absolutely love celebrating people. And I love that I love it. I had an interesting conversation with my new sister-in-law the other day. We had her wedding at my house. So Evan's brother got married to my friend Allie, actually. And we were kind of doing that like post-party recap. We were sitting on the couch and I was like, honestly, Allie, I just felt so good celebrating you and not a moment of the last few days was I consumed by my own stuff. And that felt really, really good. And we had this interesting conversation about how we get older. We're actually better able to celebrate other people because our lens of life is really shifting. And if we look at that on a very drastic level here, you know, we look at Soli, my baby, she's not thinking about how can I take care of everybody else or, or anybody else. Her job to survive is just to take care of herself. She's crying. You know, she wants food, whatever it is. Her job is solely, solely, her job is solely to take care of Soli. And as we get older, that kind of starts to hopefully disintegrate where of course we take care of ourselves, but we're better able to take care of other people. And so much of my early 20s, I was not able to celebrate other people because I was so consumed and in my mind and drowned out by feelings of anxiety, whether it was related to food or body image or just other types of anxiety that I was feeling and being able to really work through so much of my own anxiety, social anxiety, and tap into the present is just such a beautiful thing. Being able to truly celebrate somebody else 
is such a good freeing feeling. And I, I hope that if you're in a place right now where you feel like you're stuck, where you can't celebrate somebody else because you're too consumed with your own stuff, that you can bring some compassion to that, to just know that you're going through something, that there's anxiety winning, and that you can soften and gain tools to recognize when anxiety is creeping up and stealing from the moment, calm yourself down and shift into that good feeling where we can be just fully selfless and celebrate good things happening to other people. It feels so good to be able to do that. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Next lesson is about trying hard to make right choices for the future. Now, we all want to make the right choices for our future. We do a lot of planning and assessments and pros and cons and checklists of, you know, what's going to be best. I think we are always avoiding risk as human beings. It's part of our survival mechanism. But the reality is, is that not a moment of a future is promised to us. And sometimes we try really hard to control things and we forget how little control we actually have over them. So the other day I was talking to Kelsey Patel. She's been a guest on here. She's amazing. And I was sharing with her something that's really frustrating me and my worry about the future. And she's like, Lisa, not a moment of the future is actually promised. And the chances that our things are going to play out as you've imagined them is so little that I think you just need to sit back and just trust. And of course, on some level, you know, I know that 
But hearing her say that actually gave me the freedom to really let go of a future that I was trying to dictate, that I thought that I had control over, that of course I have no control over. And especially after these last few years of pandemicking, when we were all just thrown out of the nest of which way's up and which way's down and what's possible in our world and, and just the feelings of perceived safety, I should know that. Hearing her remind me of that just gave me a sense of freedom to relax, to trust the universe, and to stop fighting an imaginary situation that doesn't exist. So just remember that, of course, we can always do risk assessment to some degree, but sometimes we need to recognize when we are trying so hard to control for a future in which we have no control over. The next topic is about toxic people. When I turned 30, I did an Instagram post and I think it was like my 10 life lessons of that year, just little bullet points, very brief. And I said something about cutting out toxic people in your life. And now that that's been three, four years now, I've grown with age and wisdom and I have a new approach to toxicity and this idea about toxic people. When we talk about toxic people, we really pin everybody else as the problem and not ourselves. And it's not to say that you don't have people that are toxic to you in your life, but something that I'm really playing with is this idea that people aren't inherently toxic. In fact, I think that people are inherently good. I really try to see that in people, but instead our relationships can be toxic. And when we talk about a relationship being toxic versus a person being toxic, we recognize the role that we play in it. Now, that doesn't mean that every relationship can be repaired. But for me, you know, when I when I do think about toxic people in my life, I know that the ones that I've had to cut out, you know, have made their way back in for some reason or another. And what I've realized is my specific role in that relationship. So actually I was with some girlfriends today and we were talking about this exact topic and my friend was talking about her sister-in-law and her sister-in-law had broken plans with a friend and the friend yelled at her. And my group of friends and I are all of the same mindset of like, if you've got to cancel plans, like we're all in our thirties, lots of us have kids and just busy lives. Like if you've got to cancel, just cancel. Don't worry about it. Like you don't need to apologize. I get it. Life's crazy. You do whatever you have to do. That's best for you. But her sister-in-law got yelled at by a friend for canceling a plan. And my friend was like, this girl's just so toxic to my sister-in-law. And I'm thinking, well, you know what? Yes, it does sound like there is toxicity there, but it also sounds like the relationship is toxic that your sister-in-law would be allowed to be yelled at. There's nobody in my life that can yell at me for canceling plans. And sometimes we kind of fall into these relationship dynamics where people treat us a certain way because we've allowed them to. So in recognizing that sometimes, oftentimes we can't cut out a lot of the toxic people in our lives, their family members that aren't going anywhere, their in-laws, you know, whatever it is, but we can change the relationship Which brings me into my next kind of point, which is the importance of boundaries. I can't tell you how important boundaries are, but better yet, how well people respond to boundaries, especially the bully. So if you're the passive one in the relationship and you are looking to boundary up with somebody, but you are afraid to, yes, don't get me wrong. It's really scary to flex that boundary muscle to lay, you know, the line of what is acceptable, how you want to be spoken to, to change the dynamic of your relationship. But the bully, for lack of a better word, the stronger personality responds really well to it. 
I swear I've only had that in my own personal experience. And I want to encourage you if you're in that type of a relationship to stand up for yourself, to use your voice, to not be reactive, but to be really intentional with your words and see how your relationships can shift in a way where the playing fields get leveled and you're more understood and respected now that you've used your voice to explain what you will tolerate and how it's going to be moving forward. So boundaries and toxic people, it's kind of like a two-part topic that I wanted to share. Okay, this is about using social media and filming and taking pictures and sharing things and all of that. Not everything is content. There is an audio on Instagram called everything is content, everything is content. I have a bad voice, but it go, like repeats that over and over again. And the idea is for content creators, small business owners, whatever, to basically use anything in your camera roll to make content and film anything, use it. And one thing I've realized as I got older and I really fear for younger generations is that filming every moment of life robs you of the present. Don't get me wrong. Filming also preserves amazing memories and fleeting moments that you otherwise would have forgotten when you could watch them back. But there is a time and a place where that phone or that camera needs to be away so you can fully be present and enjoy just to enjoy, not enjoy to capture, not enjoy to share on social media, just to be. And if I could spread that message any louder or wider, I would really want people to understand that because it's a very confusing concept when we try to video something, even if we don't use social media, okay, let's actually just take that aside for a second. When we put that camera out, we are adding another dimension to the conversation and it's taking away from the presence of the experience and nothing, seriously, nothing trumps being present. Nothing trumps being present and not having a camera around and Obviously, this is an uphill battle with social media, but I encourage you to find more of those phone-free moments in your life where you lean into presence, where you lean into that art of, oh, I really want to capture this on the camera, so I'm going to get my camera out, and you just don't, and you just don't do it, and you're present, and just let yourself live. I feel like a grandma saying this, but if anything, please let my grandma wisdom change your life, and yeah, very important thing that I want to share. The next topic is the importance of making the best choices for yourself and not worrying as much about how they're going to affect other people when it comes to self-preservation. So if you have to cancel a plan, I think a lot of times we worry about what somebody's going to think of us. Will they invite us out again? Blah, blah, blah. You know, we all have that deep sense of belonging, but the best choice for you has to be the best choice of you. And you need to second that worry about how it will affect other people. This year, taking the step back from Outweigh, the podcast that I absolutely loved co-hosting with Amy Brown, was that moment for me. Amy gave me so much freedom to step back, but for a long time, I didn't because I didn't want to let down my listeners and I didn't want to let down Amy, who not only gave me the opportunity to spread my, my mission against helping people learn to have a peaceful relationship to food in their bodies, but for so long, I really swallowed this idea that I knew that it wasn't a good fit for the time being, and I kept going because of my fear of you know, letting other people down and being on the other side of this. I know that Amy's running the podcast and giving it her all and the audience is being served better. And it's my personal reminder that we always need to do what's best for us. We need to, of course, communicate that professionally and in a way where we don't drop the ball on anybody and 
all of that, especially in my case. But, you know, it's so important to look out for yourself because nobody else will. The last thing that I want to share with you is about therapy. As most of you know, I've been in therapy on and off my entire life, and I'm fully back in right now every single Tuesday, and I am really getting a lot out of it right now, possibly more than ever. And a few things that I'm doing that are a little bit different to kind of like make it a little bit more concrete to slow down, to kind of like soak up everything that I'm learning is first of all, I'm going in with notes. So if something's on my mind during that week that I want to bring up, I just jot it down in my notebook and, and bring it up. And then the second thing that I do is I have my therapy notebook and I'm writing down the things that my therapist is sharing with me that are really profound and that I want to remember. A lot of times we go to therapy, we sit down, it feels really good, we leave, and then that's it. My therapist right now is really helping me create new tools to get through difficult things. And there are things that I need to hear and see over and over again. And by writing it down, I'm kind of like etching it into my brain a little bit further. And then by reading it again later, it's going a little bit further. And before I know it, I'm using these tools in action almost reflexively. So I don't know why I never brought a notebook to therapy before, but I highly recommend it. It's been hugely helpful for me. And I hope for anybody who's not in therapy yet, if you are considering it, this will be something that you will do. Again, it's been hugely helpful for me. All right, that's everything that I got for today. I am not gonna go on and on for no reason. I'm just gonna keep it at this. Like I said, it's been a disorienting year, but this is what is like coming through me and wants to be shared with you. So I hope that it lands on your beautiful open ears today. And I hope you all have a great July 4th and I'll see you back here soon. Thanks for hanging out with me and I'm so appreciative of all of you. You dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.